Hey, this is Josh. Thanks for tuning into the show, Healers on Healing. I wanted to make this show because we can get caught in the trappings of life. Responsibilities, bills to pay, kids to feed, just all these things that take our attention. And to me, healing and being our healthiest self gets neglected. I thought it'd be interesting to ask my colleagues and other professionals what the heck this thing, health and healing, is. I hope these conversations inspire you, demystify the process, maybe reinforce what you already know, and give you new ideas on how to be the healthiest you. episode, my guest Ryan Betham talks to us about the healing powers of profound acceptance. Ryan is a CIIS trained therapist in the Bay Area. Tune in as Ryan gets personal and talks about his traumatic upbringing with an alcoholic parent and the many years of his own therapy. A quick note before this episode begins... This was my first foray into recording a phone conversation, and unfortunately the audio is not up to the standard I would like it to be. However, Ryan had such amazing things to share, I really wanted to put his episode out. Hopefully, the audio quality won't change your enjoyment. And now, here's the episode. Thanks, Ryan, for joining up today, and we're doing this by phone, so quality might be a little different for those listeners out there. Ryan, I'm going to ask you kind of what I ask everyone, and that is, what's your take on healing? What are you helping people do? Yeah, I mean, it's always changing. I think that that's always something that's changing, and it's, it's quite organic depending on the day, depending on the time, depending on your mood, depending on whatever's going on in your life. And so I think it's just kind of like letting go into the truth of whatever's happening for you. The next question then would be, the, what is the truth? whatever feels like is actually happening on an experiential level, something that's not necessarily like planned out and like filtered through something that's just coming out naturally and not something you're really trying to control. In having a space to let go into the truth, what is powerful about that? How does that serve us? For one, it's quite relieving. I mean, I think if you have to think about everything you have to do in your day, in your life, all the roles you have to play, all the ways you have to like hold yourself together based on societal pressure, relational pressure, whatever. When you're in a therapy, you can just say and be whoever you are. There's just room to talk about anything that came to mind, even if it was incredibly like bizarre impulses. They could be like sexual impulses. They could be like impulses to really hurt somebody. And for that to be okay to like talk about, and not that you would act something like that out, but you know, I was like thinking about when George W. Bush was the president, I would like fantasize about just like wanting to kill the guy. So that, you know, there's like so much room to have any range of experience that you have and that that can just be okay. Or, you know, it, it can be something like if you just feel depressed or sad or 
anxious or even for myself at times, it's been hard for me to be excited around people. Uh, maybe another example would be too, like if you're at a grocery store and somebody like just like cuts in front of you in some way and they're just like totally unaware of their surroundings and you know that moment you just kind of want to yell at them or something like that. You know, you, you hold all those types of things in. But in a therapy, you can say whatever you want. You can like just really let yourself have that experience and explore it and talk about it and, and not have to feel guilty or ashamed for having experiences. Right. A place where there's freedom and invitation for, you know, all of our thoughts, all of our feelings, all of our experiences. Again, I want to ask you, what do you think changes in a person's life by having that type of space? More than anything, I think what I found is is healing about something like this, if we want to use that term, is I think I would say that acceptance, just like a profound acceptance for whatever you're feeling or whoever you are, whatever you think or whatever's happening for you. If it's just okay to accept things as they are, that goes a pretty long way in terms of, I think, relieving suffering. I think it's when we feel like we're supposed to be a certain way, when we feel like we have to control the way that we feel or control what's going on around us in the world or whatever it is. I I think that that leads to a profound amount of suffering. So when you have somebody to be with to like help you just let go and accept what's existing in you, that that's one of the most profound experiences that you can have. And and I'm not going to talk about this either. Like, oh, you just like go into therapy one day and you just kind of get in there and you just start letting go. And I don't, I don't want to like make it sound like that at all. I think it's actually quite a struggle that you're just constantly in through the process of therapy of just trying to let go into whatever is happening from moment to moment. So I hear you speak to the power of acceptance and that acceptance really kind of relieves suffering and acceptance doesn't come easy what do you make of that why as human beings do we not just float around in this world with a lot of acceptance uh well life is pretty chaotic and reality is pretty unorganized and unpredictable and i mean if you think about it we're stuck in a really strange condition we're born into this world we have no sense of what we are, who we are, what another person is, what the things are around us, anything like that. It's just it's just complete chaos through like the period of time from when you're born to like growing into, you know, a young child. People are sort of helping you figure out, you know, what is what. We come up with labels, we come up with ideas, we come up with stories. And I think we we attach ourselves to specific ways to to think about things. And in a lot of ways, I think that helps like hold us together. It gives us a frame of reference. It, it gives us a way to locate ourselves. It gives us a way to kind of figure out how to get around and communicate with one another and so on. But, you know, some sometimes I think some of the stories that we're told, they get stuck in there pretty deeply. Or some of the stories that we tell ourselves get stuck in there pretty deeply. And some of them can be very, very painful. Some of them can be very harsh. If we had like an abusive parent or if society tells you you're supposed to look a certain way to be a man or, you know, whatever, that that can cause certain feelings of shame or guilt or sadness, depression, so on. Like what I'm trying to get at is that we as humans, I think, tend to to want to to know what's going on 
tend to want to organize around things to just hold on to the stories that we have and not really have to question it too much. I think it can be kind of hard to accept that we might be something or are something or to be a person that's like outside of, of what we've already kind of convinced ourselves that, that we are. Why break the mold? I hear you saying, you know, to kind of move around this chaotic world, it's helpful to have stories, to stories that have been given to me, stories that I've created, and yet we're urging people to expand their stories right, or even create new stories. Why do it? Why push through? Well, I, you know, I think that that's something that everybody has to kind of answer for themselves to some extent, like why they would end up wanting to push through or, or, or challenge how they perceive things or, or challenge how they think. Can I ask you why you have done it? Sure. Yeah. In my case, it was something that, that was incredibly urgent and necessary. And at the time, really even wasn't my choice. First time I went in, I was uh, 18 years old. I grew up in a, in a very disturbed household. My mother was an alcoholic, very depressed after my parents got divorced when I was 15. And my dad was relatively absent from what I remember. I mean, I think he was just trying to get by, but I think he also had his own kind of drug and alcohol problems, but they were more covert and just not out in the open. Around that time was when I started drinking. I started drinking pretty heavily through my high school years and landed myself in a hospital when I was 18. After that is when I had ended up in a therapy. I was like, you know, kind of a, a smug teenager at the time, pretty depressed and didn't really trust anybody. But I, I still found the guy to be intriguing enough and inspiring enough to be like, huh, like maybe, you know, somebody's gone through something similar to me, which he did disclose. And he seemed to be kind of surviving, of course, much better than I was and seemed to be like relatively like happy and excited about life. And so, you know, I thought maybe that there was something to therapy and then maybe there was something worth pursuing there. And then I just kind of got my, my head in, in a mode pretty much after that where I just thought, well, if I'm ever really going to like not be just stuck in a depression and just drinking the way that I was, it was like I was going to have to make some pretty serious changes in my life. Also, just wanted to understand like what the hell happened in me and what happened in my family. And like, I think I wanted answers, you know, and, and a way to talk about what happened. And I honestly like, I think I picked up pieces of that for my years through college. It wasn't really until I got into a therapy right before graduate school where kind of like coming back to what I was talking about. It was like this particular therapist had a way, I think, of relating to my story and framing it and talking about it where then I could start to accept my situation and myself in a much different way and tell myself a story that, that actually made a lot more sense than the one I was telling myself before. And it felt like it made a lot more sense because it, it felt like it was actually based on something I was really feeling. And I'm sorry to jump in, and I really appreciate what you're, Go you're you're telling me. But I'm wondering, could you share what your story was, or or a you know a sense of what your story was, and a sense of what your story became? Sure. Yeah, I can give you an example. One of the first things I remember him telling me was that I was had been betrayed by my parents, 
And that wasn't something that had ever occurred to me. And this was even though I, you know, I grew up in a family, you know, where mom was an alcoholic, you know, she was very emotionally abusive. You know, she was sometimes physically abusive, like throwing stuff and just like unloading all sorts of just, you know, vitriolic, toxic, emotional, undigested stuff from her life and during the divorce and all this hatred you know just constantly unloading that and basically telling like me and my younger brother at the time like how terrible we were how terrible men were and all sorts of stuff you know but I somehow actually thought that that was true like I actually took her word as something that was kind of the truth of who I was and protected her and also protected my father I, I never even like really considered until much later that maybe my dad should have come in and done something about what was happening maybe like taking us away from my mom you know you know it it really wasn't until his name was Patrick he told me like yeah you've you've been deeply betrayed and kind of explaining to me I think things about how trust was handled in my life how it was constantly violated I just remember thinking at that point and he was kind of connecting to my anger in the moment, too, because I was angry. And I didn't even realize that I was angry in the moment. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, I'm so fucking angry at my parents. Like, I'm so angry about the situation and my family and, like, very – and this didn't go quickly. I, You know, this was, like, then a years of a process moving forward of, I think, accepting, like, the deep and uh, profound amount of, of pain and suffering that I had experienced through my family. But yeah, he gave me, a, a, at least initially, and then through the years, like a different way to frame what was going on. And I think what he was really saying in some ways when he's saying, like, you've been betrayed is on the other side of that, there's actually a completely different way to interact and be with one another that doesn't involve betraying one another. There's something on the other side of that coin that could have more to do with protecting trust, protecting love, protecting relationships, protecting your children. And as a, as a child, I think expecting to be loved and protected and cared for in a much different way than I was. So I, I kind of slowly learned to actually absorb what that felt like to, to be loved in a different way through that therapy. And, you know, I was seeing him from like three to four times a week for like five years. Uh, and then going through grad school and having the community that we had there, continuously absorbing like a different way of being seen and held emotionally and I think respected in a much different way. When I talk about acceptance, I, I guess it, it is important to point out that you're absorbing a different way to be accepted than the way that you knew before. So it's not just this like broad stroke, I guess, of just, oh, yeah, you just accept yourself. I think I think you need people to help you do that in a particular way and kind of show you like what it feels like to be loved. Thank you for sharing your story. You know, I'm reminded of, of the sort of statement, we don't know what we don't know. Part of your healing process, but I can sort of generalize it too, is in this act of acceptance, in this act of letting things out and being heard, we're also able to pick up a new way of holding a story. You know, betrayal never fit into your story right until mm -hmm. it was introduced mm -hmm. yeah yeah Unlo unlocks them introduces a different way to think about the stories that you tell yourself like eventually like you just start to be able to have a dialogue with yourself internally 
if you mean, if what you mean by unlock is, is just kind of like, um, I almost call it like maybe like an unraveling, you know, like an onion opening or something like this, where you can just kind of like peel back layers and just continue to observe or feel into different layers of who you are and kind of use this sort of like newer, this new absorbed way of like relating to yourself as a way then to reflect on yourself and think about yourself. Does it, does that make sense? I'll say it this way and tell me if this goes accurate. Like we have been given a gift by being a human where we can be in our experience, but we can also sort of step outside of our experience and look look at the experience. And I hear you speaking to the muscle of stepping outside, strengthen, and thus we can not be as much sort of trapped inside of the experience, but kind of unravel it and peel it like an onion, look at it from all different angles. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Then you're not, you're not just all of your feelings just happening all the time. You can actually like get a little bit of distance from what's going on and observe and, and think about it and think have a little bit more choice and have just a different way to like lean into like what you're thinking and what you're feeling. You know, we have experiences, but when we really like open up to accepting our experiences, it also kind of opens us up to actually step outside of our experiences in almost kind of an ironic way. Yeah, right, exactly. It is like the more we gift acceptance, the more we gift being able to change the story. <laughs> I hadn't ever sort of thought of it so paradoxically, but it, but I almost think there really is, they, they, they're two sides of the same coin. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would agree with that. And I really appreciate you too also the sort of introduction of love and the power of love and discovering the potential of it, particularly for those of us who the modeling might have been off in certain ways. You know, not everyone had the same childhood as you had or that I had, but there is this potential of what love can be that can be discovered in the healing process. Absolutely. Love is like a, a word that's like often often used it almost to the point where it can kind of lose meaning. So I was just wanting to try to infuse it a little bit with some meaning or at least how I'm using that word. But yeah, I, I, you know, I think that love is different in different relationships. Like I think parental love is, is different than that on an experience level, what you would feel between yourself and a partner or, or something like this. But I think something that kind of bounds them all together would would be just like allowing yourself and the person you're with or the people you're with to be able to to speak to or talk about what they're feeling or or what they're thinking and actually accepting that that that's what you're feeling or that's the person you're with or that's what they're feeling and just allowing that to be how it is not having to like change it not having to manipulate it, not having to contort something, just a, a place where you can actually just meet with yourself and or another person and, and have whatever's there just exist as it is. And I'm not saying that that necessarily feels good all the time either. I think a lot of people might think of like, oh, love is this, uh, is lust. It's, it's not in my experience uh, most of the time, like a lustful feeling. Uh, it's usually a lot more friction and having to deal with difference and deal with all sorts of difficulties that come with what happens when you have either two people or multiple people coming together with different needs and desires and thoughts and feelings and 
so it's more like to me like how you navigate those those sort of collisions between one another and where the friction happens uh like trying to do that as gracefully and respectfully as possible i think that that to me is more of what love has become as opposed to like i think when i was younger again i think i thought of it more as like a uh, i don't know like a disney movie or something you know like something that was more like a fairy tale something that was more that just felt really good all the time yeah i I even kind of forget what your question was now with this Mm -hmm. to some extent but (laughs) no i love it i love it it's yeah it's great i'm gonna ask you a new question actually which is you know, I really hear the healing you've done for yourself. I've been able to witness some of it personally. I have no doubt that you support uh, many people in this world through their process. And I'm curious if you could speak to just like what what has changed for you? Like I'm I'm trying to stay away from judgment words, but I'm imagining there's sort of perhaps a sweeter taste now in your life than perhaps there was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And I'm curious if you could put into words, having done a lot of work, having done a lot of serious work uh, on your own healing, what what has transformed for you? What what do you find life is like on this side? That's such a big question. Let me let me just sit with it for a second. You know, I I think through therapy, I I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get your question here, but what it actually made me think of at first is like I was like, what was keeping me going? at that for so long you know and I think I think what it was I mean yeah things things were changing in my life quite a bit but I think there was like such a hunger in myself to just to just be able to like know who I was or like what made me human that was a that was a really big part of it I think I just allowed myself to encounter who I was and helped it helped a ton to have somebody there as I've been saying before to help me kind of find myself or to be able to like relate to myself in different ways. I think it led to just a lot more freedom, a lot more richness in life, a lot more ways to communicate and, and talk about what was going on for me. And that could be internally, or that could be with another person when I'm saying like, talk about what was going on for me. I'm just like trying to like think of like a way to describe this. I don't know if somebody ends up listening to this is like ever done any or done something like like write a song. And I play a lot of guitar or used to at least. And like kind of like when you're like writing a song, you're just kind of on the edge. If it's a good song, you know, there's a lot of shitty songs that you think are going to be good, but they're not. But you know, if 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 it's a good song, then there's this kind of experience of like feeling like you're getting really close to a feeling or a thought or something you've probably felt for a long time or just want to be closer to. And you're just trying to like get the notes and or the lyrics to kind of just match what you're experiencing. And like, if you can actually get that to happen for a second, like it feels like you've kind of opened something up in yourself and in, in your life. And then being expressed through music, which I think is incredibly soothing and interesting that it it can come through that medium. But it just, it feels like something has been like released. It feels like something has been opened. It feels like you've gotten closer to something you've been trying to explain or say in whatever way, maybe even without even knowing that you've been trying to say it. And I think that there's something incredibly satisfying about that when you can actually just say what's what's been there 
and it can just be expressed. And so, yeah, I think I'm maybe using the music too as a way to describe it. It doesn't always have to happen with words. Like, you know, things in therapy, and I think it's called talk therapy, but so many things can just happen uh, in the spaces too, in the, in the, in the silences in therapy or in dreams that come during a time that you're in a very, you know, intense therapy or in the times you're not in the sessions with your therapist. Like so many things just start percolating and enlivening up and um and come to life and so maybe if i were to explain it really shortly now after saying all that maybe like something that kept me coming back is it just felt like it was it was bringing my life to life i love that i just really appreciate you putting that experience to words quite honestly makes me feel like there's nowhere else needed to go and that's a perfect sort of ending yeah, thank, I mean, thanks for doing this. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, I think especially since I'm at the point that I'm at right now in this whole journey, it's like almost like perfect timing in some ways to be able to reflect on like all these years that I've been in therapy, just to have some space with you to be able to to just think about this whole process in a, in a really like organic way. And so I just appreciate you uh, reaching out and making space like this for people. It's just cool to, um, I think, have conversations like this as well that I, I think could be more public because it's something that's not generally talked about. It's not accessible to people who've never really talked to a therapist or, or been involved in any sort of therapy or anything like that. And so, yeah, I'm just happy to be able to, to share some of this with you. And if you ever want to do this again at some point, just let me know. I would I'd love to, to come back. Perfect. Thank you. And thank you for for your willingness to share your your own story, which is a powerful story, and your own thoughts on this. Just really, really appreciate it, Ryan, that, that you were willing to, to do this. I just, I love your statement of like bringing life alive, you know, and I just want that for everyone. There you have it. Thank you, Ryan. And thank you to the listeners out there supporting the show. Please continue to spread the word. I greatly appreciate your support in that way. Tune in again for another episode. I'll get it out and we'll do this again next time.